Welcome to the Imago Day Eastside Gathering Podcast. Hey, Imago Day. Uh, it is so good to be with you today. We are uh, going to do things a little bit different today. We are transitioning uh, from the Risen series, and next week I'll be starting a new series called We Are the Church. Uh, and really, it is a, a time for us to remember who we are as God's people in the midst of this COVID situation. We are working hard to uh, be prepared so that when we're allowed to start gathering again, that we'll be ready to do that in whatever forms those take. Uh, and right now we're doing that virtually, obviously, and we're so grateful that you have been uh, giving and engaging, and we're just thankful for all of you. But we miss you, and we wish that we could be together today. Um, what I want to talk about today is a couple different things. One is uh, today is Jeff Marsh's last Sunday, which is, you know, that is a sad moment for us. Um, but in the midst of that, I think it's also a time to celebrate, to celebrate what God has done at Imago Day for you to get to hear from Jeff and for us together to remember this beautiful work that God has created called our church and to send our friend and brother and pastor off in a way that reflects our gratitude and our gratefulness for all that God has done through him. And so we're going to tell a few stories, read a few scriptures, and then uh, we're going to wrap up our time as we move towards communion. And so I want to take a moment to pray, and then we'll come back with Jeff Marsh. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you that as a family that is together and yet scattered all across this city, God, we get to gather in Jesus' name today, that we get to worship you. And our homes are being converted even as we, we pray right now. They're being converted into sacred spaces, God, where this time is dedicated to you. And so, God, I thank you for Jeff Marsh, for the way that he has served. And I pray that this time uh, would glorify you and encourage our hearts as we say goodbye to him. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, so without further ado, please welcome Jeff Marsh. This, for those few of you that don't know, uh, this is Jeff Marsh. And Jeff has been instrumental in the founding of Imago Dei uh, up to this point. For every church plan, every project, he's done every position at Imago. And um, after 20 years... Uh, He's transitioning out of his role, his current role as executive pastor. So, Jeff, one of the things that I was thinking about uh, in all of my sentimentality was August of 2000. And uh, Jeannie and I have this little core group in our living room. I think we might have started meeting at Evangel Baptist in the evening and I invite you to move your young family up from Grants Pass to join us on this journey. Yeah. And you said yes, which was a miracle, uh, in my opinion. 
<laughs> so reflecting back on that, what was that moment like? And then as you look back over so many years, what does that feel like for you? Yeah, first of all, I, I think um, I, I had this desire to go, but the crazy thing was getting my wife to agree. We had a, a six-week-old girl and a two-year-old boy, and we basically left our entire family and support system and came up here. And um, I was kind of gung-ho and, you know, but getting my wife to do that, she... Uh, I give her I give her more props than anything because you know she was willing to to uproot and and follow this call that God had given us. You had uh, we were up here visiting and and you had you had worked you were just working on me the whole weekend and and I was laughing about it. It, it worked. I, it I had works. no I, I at, the, at the time I had no desire. I was I had no desire to go plant churches and. And uh, you were just working, and, and Shanti and Jeannie were just laughing because you were just you were selling hard, and I and I and I was laughing, and then uh, and then we were driving home. It's about a four hour drive home, and we were about halfway home, and Shanti and I looked at each other, and we were just kind of like, I don't think that's Rick calling us to Imago Day. I think that's what God is calling us to, and I went from this like not even entertaining it to this is what we're doing in this short drive um and from that point on it was uh yeah it was just we, we believed um that that's what we were called to and i believe you know have believed the entire time that's what we've been called to so don't ever underestimate the power of prayer ladies and gentlemen because it works um because i was praying as soon as you left and so you came up and joined us we had a very small core group launch the church in 2000. And I remember a conversation early on. We had no funding. Um, the church was about 70 people. And we were at a spot where we needed to go get jobs to make to, to, to make it work, like to, to actually... We were kind of doing that bivocationally, but this was like, if this is going to happen and this is where it's going to be... And the question I remember that was so purifying from my heart was, is this worth it? Like, is this what we were supposed yeah. to do? You remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember and, going and getting a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, but as I, at least for me, when I reflect on that moment, it was a, it was a purifying moment from the standpoint of we... We were called to do something, not called to a job, yeah. but we were yeah. called to a people. Yeah. Yeah. If, um, I feel like when God called us to that, um, he, he, it was a church plant. He wasn't calling us. I think one of the, the hard things originally is I'd come from a, I was a youth pastor of a youth ministry of like 200 high school kids. And I come up here and there's like 15 people. And I'm like, no way, no way, Rick. <laughs> but when I felt like God called us to this, then it, at that point it was, um, well, this is what the next phase of life looks like. And we do whatever we do to figure it out and, and uh, try to be faithful to that calling. And so I, it, it was, I feel like it was good times. I think, you know, yeah. I did painting, painting then is kind of what I've done. Um, so yeah, just yeah, kind of figure it out. Absolutely. I started a consulting business and had no idea what I was doing, but yeah. <laughs> I, I'm still praying for those businesses that I helped out so tremendously. One of, you know, as I as I look back, like 
our kids were four and uh, four kids small. Your kids are small, and 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 so from that purifying moment of like, is this worth it? If it never gets bigger than this, uh, to to reflect back twenty years, right? Our yeah. kids have gone through all these stages of life. Your oldest is married, Joshua. Um, for you and Shanti, you know, it's it's been this in, just this huge journey. Mm -hmm. As a church, I look back and think, man, we have two buildings, we have two congregations, we've planted a bunch of churches, and and from that, you know, that was not in my mind yeah. at that point. I don't think it was in yours either. What does it feel like knowing knowing that God used you? in such a significant way through every one of those stages as you reflect back and kind of prepare to move on to this next season? Um, I don't know that I think about it and that God used me in that. I mean, that's not how I think <laughs> about it. I think, that, um, I, I think that God did something amazing and I, I, I've been blessed to be able to be part of it. I look back on it and yeah, I had no idea of what to expect um, when we started it. I certainly wasn't expecting it to blow up and um, I just had no expectation of that. So I think more than anything, I just feel blessed to have been part of something. Um, I love Imago Day. Um, I, I realize no church is perfect, but I love Imago Day <laughs> and, and I'm really, really grateful to have been played a part in that and that to be a part of um, my own spiritual growth um, and the spiritual growth of my family. Yeah, we had announced this over video and it was right during the pandemic was starting and lockdown kind of started. Uh, and we've communicated through emails and letters and hopefully you've, you've read that. But in typical Imago fashion, this is not how we want to send you out. Um, in my mind, it was going to be, you know, I don't know. We had all talked the party and, and celebrating because it's not just you we're celebrating. We're also celebrating Shanti, uh, who as a couple, you guys have been partners to Jeannie and I in ministry for 20 years. Your kids who have grown up and been such a big part of this. We wanted to just throw an all out bash but instead we get this <laughs> i'm okay with this <laughs> i know you are and that's what we love about you because you would be okay with it um that being said we do want to hopefully be able to do some things and to show and, and be able to have opportunity to share with jeff just and shanti how much they have meant to so many of you um, one of the ways that we want to do that is through our Imago Day Facebook group. And uh, if you go on to those groups, Eastside and Central City, you will have a, an opportunity there just to write a note, to share a blessing, to share with Jeff and Shanti what they have meant with you so that they can at least read those. Normally in a big party, you get a line of people. I don't that use get to Facebook, share Rick. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for blowing uh, up our great idea. Well, I, I do have a Facebook create, account. That's, that's right. right. Okay. I do have a Facebook account. So I was thinking I will create them. My account. wife uses Facebook. Perfect. Account. Perfect. She can read them yeah. and you will be blessed by that. Um, 
But one of the things, thanks for blowing up our our pandemic party for you. Um, thanks for putting it on Facebook. <laughs> one of the things that um, I know people are interested in is what are you doing now? And, and that process for you has been, you know, important. It's, yeah. It wasn't something you were looking for. And as God has called you kind of out of Imago at this season, um, what does that look like? What's next for the Marsh family? Yeah, I mean, to, to start with, I feel like what God has called me to is um, I've been in ministry for 31 straight years, and I don't really have, I don't know uh, of my spirituality outside of, the, outside of uh, vocational ministry. And I feel like what, I, what I've been called to is just to step back from vocational ministry for a year. Um, and, and really to listen and discern. So I don't know what next uh, steps look like long-term. Uh, and uh, short-term, I've got to earn money. And so uh, I'm, I've already started a painting business, Renovo Painting, shameless plug. Renovo I've already, Painting. I've already started business, but I'll be, I'll, be, uh, I'll be painting. I've done that um, vocationally as well. And so that's something I'm familiar with. And, but my... But that's that's really not necessarily what I'm thinking long term. Long term is just to create some space to um, to to listen, and uh, after a year, kind of then try to determine what's next. So I don't really know. Yeah, and we've been able. Uh, the elders were able to give Sh uh, Jeff and Shanti a gift that will help you somewhat in that. Uh, I know you said shameless plug, but Renovo Painting is a community. We may want to support you. Um, you've always painted everybody's house for free in the whole church, though, so that's going to be the hardest part. we got to pay them now. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> One of, um, I, I also know that, that you're needing this break and feeling that need from this break. And I think of... You know, like I said earlier, you've done every role in the church. Um, you, from launching Eastside and helping us get into that building, do all of that. Um, and, and I know I'm praying that this would be a time of freedom for you, a time for uh, just, just a sense of rest, like yeah. true Sabbath. And I know your soul needs that. One of the things I just wanted to share were a few verses that God has called to mind when I think of you. The first comes out of 1 Corinthians 4. It's a passage that lots of people are familiar with, but Paul tells the Corinthian church, he says, imitate me as I imitate Christ, or I urge you then to imitate me. Um, one of the things that I am so thankful to you for is when we started this church at 30, um, it wasn't like our character, our spiritual lives were fully formed. And to look back after 20 years and to watch you grow into a man of God who pursues Christ, and even to this where you're taking a hard step because you hear his voice. And, and I feel like you've always been a person that we could announce to the world follow Jeff as he follows Christ. Now, I know you don't receive that or you want to push back. And yes, you're human. But the truth is, I think we if if we could peer into the living rooms and let them speak back, that's what people would be saying. 
The other passage that comes through over and over when people think of you comes from this great, right before Paul goes into this great hymn in Philippians chapter two, and he's talking about imitating Christ's humility. And you, my brother, are somebody who does that as well as anybody that I have ever met. Um, he says in verse three, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. And in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. And when I think about you, brother, you are that, that lack of selfish ambition, I think bleeds through you um, more than anybody that I know. And it's not that you lack ambition, but it's that selfish ambition. And I've watched you in my own life over all these years, like selflessly serve and help. The joke in our family is that uh, Rick, ha dad has a screwdriver and he has a friend named Jeff because I can't fix anything and Jeff is that. And it's from the small things to the big things. And that, that message just gets repeated in everyone that I talk to. I know that you learned that. That wasn't something that you just like woke up one day and said, I'll be a real servant leader. So where did you learn that? Yeah, um, this could be emotional. <laughs> I think uh, it, it's interesting. Yesterday we had a staff meeting and I, I heard a lot of words of affirmation of people saying things like that. And the, the interesting things to me, thing to me about that was that um, they were most of the, they were the things that I feel like I'm weakest in from a self-perception standpoint. And I think the, re the reason that is, is because um, those same things I learned from my, my dad, those characteristics, and he was so much better at it than I am. So when I look at a model of what that looks like, um, like my dad was extremely, extremely selfless and loving towards people. He, he did everything he could to serve people without uh, ever desiring any, um, any recognition from it so it was this so i was thinking about is, is this imitate me as i imitate imitate christ and i i was imitating i my dad mm -hmm. <laughs> what i saw from him and um and i think just the, the critical idea of like who who you were emulating and who you were keeping your eyes on i think that's why paul writes that is because um obviously that we fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. He's the, he's the, um, the real deal, but there are, he also, for some reason, calls us to look at other humans and emulate them. And I think, um, yeah, I think for me, that was my dad and all of those things, all of those characteristics, I'm very weak in compared to the way he was. And so I don't, I kind of tend to see myself as not that strong in those things. Yeah. But I do think um, just the idea of actually having somebody in your life that you really 
desire to emulate is is actually really powerful because mm-hmm. whether or not you feel like in my case it makes me feel inferior in those things but the way that other, others perceive that um kind of represents that something's actually happening yeah and and i hope you know brother that that you have been that for me and for this community and we know that you're not you're not leaving your no. mago is still your home but as a pastor, I do want to just create some space for you to give like one last charge or whatever you would want to share with with these people who you have loved so well and who love you. Yeah, I mean, I, the thought of giving, of wrapping up everything in one last charge is, it, it seems nearly impossible. As I was thinking about, um, as I was thinking about that, um, I just kind of go back to why we're here in the first place. When we started Imago, um, we had we have this mission, uh, vision of, of whole gospel, whole person, whole world, and that we we exist to help um, our our whole person uh, dive into the whole gospel and let us be radically transformed and. And that through that, we would transform the world. And I think what I'm pursuing, even at this point, is being transformed by the whole gospel and letting it have all of me. Um, and that's what I want for me, and that's what I want for you. And um, I, my charge would be to give yourself fully to that because I believe that God is God is good. And those things are ultimately, um, it's not just... It's not just us drudging our way through and doing the right things. It's what it's God's goodness, His His abundant life towards us. And I want you to experience abundant life, and I want me to experience abundant life yeah. because I believe that God um, God is good. He loves you, and He wants to give you abundant life. And I certainly understand that doesn't always mean easy life, but I do know that um, I do know that following Him. Um, your, your life can be hard either way, but following him um, is so much goodness that you will not get otherwise. And so, yeah, I, I, would, I would charge you to let the entire gospel uh, take hold of your entire life and let him in. Amen. Yeah. Amen, bro. Well, I know that we love you, Um my prayer and my hope is that you would reach out to Jeff on uh, our Facebook groups. But for me personally, you have been more than just a pastor. You've been a brother and a friend, and I have cried too many tears over this. And we kind of always knew that this day would come. We didn't know what it would look like. But as you go, I... I just want to pray over you and, and hopefully say some words that would reflect what I think the congregation is praying for you and for Shanti and for your family during this time. So I'm not going to touch you, but um, I'm going to wave my hand. Would you pray at home? And maybe I know he's not going to see it, but maybe you'll feel it. Just extend your arm towards Jeff and let's pray. God, I thank you for my brother, and I thank you for all that you have done through him and in him in these last 20 years. I thank you that 
the privilege that it's been for me to to be part of this Imago story and that I've been privileged to be able to do that with my brother. I pray, God, for both he and Shanti and the kids as he steps into a totally different pace and a totally different pressure, uh, still pressure, still stress, but different, that, God, in that place, they would feel your pleasure they would feel your sweetness, God. They would feel restoration and healing from pouring themselves out for so many years to so many others. And that, God, they would know that you are pleased with him and his faithfulness. And, and as a couple, that, that you are pleased with them and their faithfulness. And Father, I even pray, uh, just as he shared from his own story, God, that that parents listening to this would be encouraged, that, that, that leaders listening to this would be encouraged, that, that our lives matter for your kingdom when we surrender them to you, and that our children's stories aren't fully finished. God, I pray that you would give him blessing upon blessing as he leaves, and I thank you, God, that I got to do this with my brother and my friend. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. amen. I'm gonna just transition us to communion. Um, when we start the We Are The Church series, we'll have time to uh, talk about what's next as uh, Imago goes on. And, and we do believe God has good things for Jeff and good things for us. But what I want us to concentrate on now as we move to communion and, and as we've talked about humility and servanthood, and I want to just read these, this hymn that Paul writes about Jesus. And he says this, he says, Who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant and being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him a name that is above every name, that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Brothers and sisters, as you take part in the Lord's Supper today, May we focus our hearts on the humility of the one who had every right to be arrogant, but came down and served us in his broken body and shed blood so that you and I could know his father. Amen.